It's MKFM. Delighted to be joined by Dave Pankhurst, Director of Drones at BT Group. Dave, how are you? I'm very, very well. How are you this morning? Very well. I'm good. Lovely to talk to you. You have the coolest job title I have ever heard. (laughs) Director of Drones. Tell us what you do. Oh, yeah, it, it definitely work, works for me. So, yeah, so I, um, I'm, I'm privileged to be uh, essentially the person in BT responsible for our, our drone strategy and and what we do in, in, in the UK and, and overseas. So that covers a huge breadth of, of stuff, essentially, whether it's about connectivity to drones in the airspace, whether it's about detecting drones, um, the, the big conversation at the moment about the kind of superhighway piece that we'll, mm. we'll explore a bit more, um, and then through to the, the drones itself and what they can do and, and, and the amazing things they can achieve for us all. So, yeah, yeah, very, very broad, essentially. And, yeah, very, very lucky to have that as a job title. It does sound absolutely fascinating. Well, let's try and dig into some of this then. We've heard a lot about this uh, drone superhighway. You mentioned a little bit of it there. Tell us what that's going to be and what it will mean for Milton Keynes. So the the superhighway, so essentially at the moment, uh, uh, the vast majority, 99%, whatever, of of drone flights is a pilot co-located essentially with the drone. So they'll be doing, whether it be rooftop inspections, kind of um, photo work, surveillance work, amazing stuff they're doing today. But a lot of the future use cases, and you may have seen trials of, as an example of like the NHS delivering medical samples during COVID, um, organizations like um, major critical infrastructure ones yeah. trying to do proactive surveys, all of that kind of thing. Um, are restricted because the current kind of regulation and and kind of examples at the moment are are restricted. So what this is about and what, um, uh, so Altitude Angel, the organization that we've just made an investment into, is about creating these kind of corridors which are looking up at the sky essentially and understanding what's going on in that airspace to then enable drones to work their way through it essentially um, complementing existing airspace users and that airspace being deconflicted and safe um, and then, then enabling those drones to be able to flown um, at much longer distances with the pilot kind of alt, um, either remote or the drone automated essentially so that then means for places like Milton Keynes that it opens up opportunities for companies to use drone technology differently um, like I said whether that be hospitals doing pieces there or um, policing um, supporting in search and rescue loads of different things um, that will hopefully make things more efficient essentially and, and safer for, for people um, so yeah it, it's, it's, a, it's an amazing piece and it feels very futuristic it does, um, yeah. but 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 the reality is a lot of these companies that are involved in these things have been developing this capability over the last well decade essentially wow. drones aren't new as such yeah. um it's just they're becoming um essentially uh bigger to some extent able yeah. to carry more things potentially they've better cameras on them in terms of doing those inspections of rooftops or supporting search and rescue more effective and and the safety essentially which is paramount we work really closely with the civil aviation authority um is is becoming more understood so yeah it's just going to become more available which is which is amazing it, it sounds amazing i mean how far along is the technology because I, I get excited whenever i see those sort of uh, delivery robots in mk moving around <laughs> the, the dr- yes. drones at the moment i haven't spotted too many of those around but i mean is this is this very soon that this is going to be being rolled out 
Well, re- realistically, so a, a lot of this work will be happening over the next couple of years, and, and there's lots of examples of amazing innovation across the UK. And, and regarding the, this um, sort of superhighway specifically, this is a stretch that will be running essentially from Reading um, across sort of up Oxford, Milton Keynes, Cambridge, Coventry. So you're almost bringing together the potential of doing kind of cross-country delivery and then within those kind of more town city hubs, doing things that are more specific for that area. And yeah, the, the technology is a blend of you know, that situational awareness, sort of looking up in the sky, feeding that data into really intelligent um, platforms, so Altitude Angels uh, platform. And then the drones itself, yeah, I mean, there's, there's so many. <laughs> so you've got lots of different types of drones. So you've got the ones that a lot of people know, the kind of multi-rotor drones where you see the spinning propellers and they're yeah. going up and down. And, and then that's larger drones, sort of more fixed-wing drones that would be more used for whether it's yeah, um, transferring medical supplies or doing longer-range deliveries. And then the one that's sort of maybe a little bit further out is then the potential of these drones carrying kind of larger cargo, including us, Wow. So the potential of there's a there's a larger category um, in the airspace, which is then yeah, around almost drone taxis, essentially one step at a time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, less, 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 one step at a time for everyone, because a lot of this also is about is about us, the, yeah. the, the public. It's about us understanding the technology, feeling comfortable with it, seeing the benefit of it and going, yeah, this is this is safe. It, it can be managed effectively. It has a really positive impact. Yeah. Um, and that will take a little bit of time, uh, which is which is that's the way it works. <laughs> yes. And um, but, yeah, really, really exciting area to, to support. It sounds like it. And in terms of BT's involvement, I know you've got an incub- incubation hub, which we'll talk about in a moment. But yep. is it primarily are you providing the, the comms and the infrastructure for this? Yeah, so yeah, it's a great point. Yeah, so for for this kit that essentially needs to be able to understand the sky, if we're term it like that. Yeah. So yeah, that that needs that needs power. It needs connectivity. It needs somewhere to be. Um, and we're fortunate, obviously, with with our broader mobile network and and, and physical network estate that we've got a variety of places where we can support in terms of putting this kit, making sure the connectivity is is bang on, because. Essentially, all of this forms part of a new essential network, a new form of critical mm. infrastructure that needs to be secure. It needs to be reliable. Obviously, we're, we're very well positioned to provide that. So, yeah, yeah, it's, um, we'll, we'll absolutely be supporting with that. It sounds very exciting. Uh, tell us about the incubation hub. It's called Etcetera. Is that right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So Etcetera was formed a, a number of months ago now, and um, it's uh, it's a fantastic area within BT that I'm fortunate to be part of. So I sit alongside colleagues that look at other big things, whether that be in, in healthcare, whether it be in um, fintech and, and, and future areas where it's about creating capability, amplifying the brilliant things that either we're doing already or, or will do in future and investing in new technologies and, and partnerships. And yeah, it's, it's a brilliant area that's trying to help BT in terms of its its growth as an organisation and move towards more digital services. So yeah, it's, it's a brilliant area and works really well across the whole of BT Group. Great, good to hear. Um, what are the biggest challenges for setting up something like this? Well, in, in terms of the drone space? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the, the, the biggest challenge as such, I think, is is definitely moving essentially from where we are today in terms of where where we want to be next. Mm -hmm. So 
you have to consider the kind of governmental and regulatory angles on this, um, the, the safety of the environment, the technology, um, and stitching those together in real-world conditions. It's relatively easy, not easy, but to do this in very rural areas as such, where there's less risk as such in terms of other airspace users yeah, and yeah. people on the ground. But the moment you start to take that technology and attempt to scale it um, across the UK or, or put it into areas where there is more air users and, again, people on the ground, it's being so methodical mm -hmm. in the way you do it and making sure that you are, again, working really closely with local communities and regulators and everyone involved so that people um, see the progress. Um, and obviously, over time, some things will work, some things won't work, sure. essentially. And, and, and you need to be respectful of that rather than just kind of throwing everything and hoping, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. So, so I think uh, the, the kind of, I suppose, the art form of some of the brilliant people in this industry is taking those pragmatic steps to open up these opportunities and then create the, the kind of services that we would love to see in the future. Mm. Like, I think I find it... Uh, on one hand, it's it's amazing um, to be making the progress. And on the other hand, when you sort of see uh, whether, again, it's medical samples moving from one rooftop to another or, or potentially um, donor transfers and stuff where you think, well, I, I could do that now. Yeah. But, you know, realistically, you've got to go through this to make sure that everything works and everyone's comfortable um but but yeah we'll we'll get there and it will mm. be great for the uk it sounds it and you mentioned you've, you've spoken about so many different practical applications for this ultimately getting yeah. to maybe human taxis i know you said that's a long way down the down the line <laughs> yeah i mean is this uh, this is this has the potential to change all of our lives in our lifetime do you think uh yes quite simply yeah because i i think we, we've been so used to developing all these services on the ground, and you mentioned the kind of uh, autonomous vehicles that I know Milton Keynes has mm. championed and being a, a, a very future-facing um, uh, region, essentially, in the UK. But we, we haven't often looked up too much. We're, we're very used mm. to the way the airspace works today. So, yeah, this is definitely a big, big step, essentially. Um, and, and it changes a lot because it's how big is your imagination with this kind of thing, because you talk to one organization, like we were, we were talking with one company about, okay, if you could have a drone in your environment, that would mean, say, there's this concept around drone in a box, um, which is the drone sits in a, a, a box. <laughs> and then when you need to perform the mission, so you need to go and do the thing, it opens up, the drone does it, comes back to the box, charges up again, ready to go again. Amazing. So the moment you get that, you kind of go, okay, so say if you were a construction site or a port or something like that, you go, well, what could we do? We could survey whether we've got damage or maybe some steel pass every day just to make sure rather than sending up someone in a dangerous environment. Yeah. We could check the water for leaks. We could do this and that and the other. And you end up with sort of 50 things <laughs> from one drone in one place. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. So, and, and you realize a lot of that um, is about taking, um, it's sort of optimizing the, the way you work. Like, do you want to risk having someone setting up loads of this, climbing on something, the potential risks of that? Or would you prefer for them to only need to do that when something's actually wrong? Mm. So you take away some of that pre-inspection yeah. pieces because actually I only want you to fix it if it's damaged. And we know, uh, as an example, um, net, uh, rail companies are actively often, like obviously landslides and other faults yeah, on lines yeah, yeah. and this and that and the other. 
But a lot of those conditions aren't brilliant to be asking people to walk up and down. But actually, if you could send a drone down the run and look every day, every morning, every whatever period, and then, oh, actually, that sleep is damaged, that this is damaged, go out and fix, you're in a much healthier place for everyone and much more efficient place. So, yeah, it's it's going to make a significant difference. And, and that's why it's sort of so, so relevant. Yeah, absolutely. And and I know I know the the drone superhighway that we're talking about at the moment is I think 165 miles is it which which, which is a considerable yeah. distance. Um but yeah. I assume that range is only going to get bigger and then other superhighways will start to emerge alongside it, I assume. Yeah, absolutely. So we're we're all in a, a stage at the moment over the next couple of years where a lot of this is is extended trials essentially and and kind of getting to that point with again the support of organizations like UKRI and CAA and all of that kind of stuff are are working together on this this is all around getting to a point where people are comfortable and it can be rolled out further but I said an important part of that is capability being able to detect airspace users um, um, because there's a blend of um, operators in the sky that are either proactively displaying where they are some aren't um, and there isn't kind of a a one-size-fits-all approach to that so in the same way that if you're operating a drone you're looking up in the sky and able to determine different things you need to kind of almost backfill that with technology that can do the same so it's it will it will happen um, and it's just working out where's the regions that would benefit from it most initially and then just bit by bit go from there. there. So yeah, 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 absolutely. Absolutely fascinating. I mean, it sounds like a technical and logistical nightmare in many ways, but absolutely <laughs> fascinating what it will be like when we eventually get to the to you know seeing this in in day to day life. Yeah, hundred percent. But I suppose one one of the parallels that I often draw is I'm I'm on my mobile phone now. We're we're yep. talking very easily, and this all feels like. Well, just what we're used to, yeah. Essentially, yeah. and but when you think about the logistics and what's been built and created, and we all just take it as a given now. It's just here. So yeah, yeah we're we're at, yeah we're we're at the start of that of creating these new forms of networks, essentially new capabilities for this new types of devices that can do an awful lot of good. Amazing. Well, absolutely fascinated to talk to you. And Dave, I hope we can check in sort of semi regularly and find out how the uh, the drone superhighway is developing. Hundred percent. Dave, thank you so much for your time. Dave is a director of drones at the BT Group. Dave, lovely to speak to you. Thanks very much. Lovely to speak to you.